It's the official podcast. We're at uh, episode 339 or somewhere in there. 41. Yep. So pretty close. Jackson got COVID again. His vacation. We don't know that. But Jackson, he has the worst vacation ever. (laughs) (laughs) You do. Yeah. You have to. You have to get sick. Uh, It has to be a common thing on vacations, right? You're around people constantly. You're stuck in a metal tube in the sky. You're around sick people. It was bound to happen. I don't believe in vacations, so I don't know. You guys got so much shit for that last week, by the way, about how you got up me for wanting, well, going on a two-week vacation. Sounds good. The duration of it or what? Yeah, like, they they can't believe. that. I read a few comments saying you guys are so out of touch for thinking that two-week vacations aren't, like, a common thing. Yeah, that's fair. If you're visiting family, I guess that's normal. So, isn't it like really hot in the UK though? Right yeah, now? because I keep seeing all these videos of those nutcrackers falling over in the courtyards while <laughs> yeah. all the other nutcrackers are ignoring them, and then they come in with the stretchers to carry them off. It's been really funny seeing some of these videos. Um, yeah. Hoping those guys are okay, but still, it's just kind of funny how um, because of a heat wave, I guess, in Europe or in the UK, I suppose at the very least degrees. How much is that in Celsius? That's not that I think much. In is Celsius, it? it's like thirty. Yeah, it's like thirty degrees. The the problem is that now the Europeans are all really, really mad at the Americans for making fun of them, because to Americans, thirty degrees Celsius is like nothing, because Americans have yeah. AC everywhere. Yeah, it's built for it. It's Europeans for it, yeah. don't. It's built for it, right? Whereas in Europe, you just you sweat and you die. That's kind of just it's. They never developed the technology of AC. I don't even know if they are. Yeah, that was to build AC no. It's not just ACs. So this was like the biggest cultural shock coming over to England because I sleep with a fan directly on my face every night over in Australia, especially during the summers. Um, And coming over to England, like the first accommodation I got in, I nearly like. Uh, like died because there was no fan in the room at all. No fan. Like these these no rooms, <laughs> these rooms are built to keep heat in basically. So they're like little tinder boxes, which is not good during thirty degree Celsius weather. It, it is. It's like little saunas essentially. Well, they have no insulation. Like European homes in general just have really bad insulation. Where in the summer the heats just soaks up into the building. And in winter, it doesn't really keep it warm either. So it's kind of sucky. But I remember my place in Germany, it was uh, the top floor, right under a very old roof in a very old building. And it would get hotter inside than on the outside. (laughs) And that just kind of sucks, I guess, when it's like 30 fucking degrees Celsius outside, which again, I forget how much that is in Fahrenheit, but it's a lot. And then when you have, I guess, no respite and you're blowing into a trumpet because King Charles is now driving by in his fucking Epstein mobile, then yeah, you're gonna pass out, especially under that big furry hat they give you. Yeah, it's like fucking winter clothes. They're wearing like fur suits, basically blowing, like doing something physically, physically extraneous with like playing the trumpet. It's no wonder that like five of them went like comatose, basically. For our American listeners out there, that is 86 degrees Fahrenheit. That. Kaya is describing, and Charlie and I can go ahead and point and laugh and giggle and make fun of you two all you want, because according to the weather app, it's going to be 93 degrees in Florida right now, today, and I don't mind at all. 
Yeah, that's what that's, feels nice. Yeah. That's what we're talking. That's what we're talking about, though. America and Australia are built to like withstand those heats. Like our houses or apartments are like tall ceilings and open windows, basically, to let the air flow through. Whereas here, it's like super closed in, no fans, no AC, no ventilation. Right, and you just. You just die in that heat. Now that They're is like that is saunas. totally true, Jackson. Yet I can still make fun of them for it. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all for making for it. I'm all they, for making fun of them. I I would not be okay with them making fun of people like passing out in the heat if they didn't mock and try to bully the rest of the planet, like Americans, into living the way they do and getting rid of AC because all the hoopla is oh, you, you guys' AC is causing global warming. Get rid of it die and just of sweat-induced coma like we do. Like, no. Why don't you guys build some ACs? I live like Americans, where Americans 95 degrees, but you guys don't really feel it in between running from your home to your car. You know? I have never seen that argument about get rid of your AC units. Oh, oh what? Are, Are you, you for kidding? real? I've actually Are never seen anyone making that argument that ACs like the devil you uh, need you to get rid of be, it. Uh, you, you must you not be interacting with European any Europeans. Yeah. yeah. They Europeans hate do. your way of life. They absolutely fucking hate it. And you can't even really blame them because it's just jealousy. I mean, imagine this. You're German, okay? Winter is coming around. Gas prices are rising. What does your government say? Well, kind of just get used to cold showers. Are you cold in your home? Well, have you tried wearing a jacket inside? And then summer comes around. Well, just open windows or don't be home. <laughs> That's literally the official government advice to like Europeans on how to cope with extreme weather. Meanwhile, yeah. Americans just chill inside with AC. Of course, they're gonna be fucking pissed at you guys. See, I, I, I do really hear dumb. that. I do hear that out. I do understand that, but I also think it might just be a cultural tolerance as well. Because wasn't there a marathon in the UK that they wanted to cancel due to grueling, unbearable conditions, and it's because it was like eighty-five degrees Fahrenheit outside, which, like which is just like nothing. What you're talking about, yeah. Comparatively yeah, well, they, to uh, mar- uh, sure. American marathons, there are marathons they run in the fucking desert in like a hundred something degree yeah. heat. Like that's I, nothing. I, and absolutely, <laughs> part of it does come down to a cultural thing. Like they're just not used to the temperature. Like they don't get it as often as we do in a, in America and Australia. So of course, when like a heat wave like this comes around or anything above like twenty degrees Celsius, of course they're not used to it. Yeah, I mean. It- now they have choice. Get used to it. Build stuff. Build some infrastructure that supports this heat and you not dying under Dude, it. Dude, every single, every single uh, like, you know, apartment that I've been in, I've been in like four while I'm here. They're all so fucking old. The infrastructure here is so old. <laughs> it's so old. It's like <laughs> 300 years old. I'm like going upstairs that are all like wonky and I feel like I'm going to fall down them. <laughs> the shower the shower is what like a small... And, and Jackson, knowing England, if you say that, they'll say, oh, that's the old wonky stairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're okay with it. They'll embrace it. Yeah, it's national heritage. It's on the list. Um, uh, yeah, like the shower... There was a shower in the last place that was like... It's one of those shower baths, you know, like the... Uh, the it's a shower in a bath, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the and the drain was just all rusted and, and like... Uh, wouldn't drain properly, so I was having a shower in there, and the bath was just filling up. So I was standing in like ankle high water, having a shower. Um, just Drano that you need. That's not infrastructure. Well, that's you know, that's not my re- like responsibility. And plus, it's probably I mean, not just true. Drano. It's probably just bad pipes. This was like an actual like four star hotel or whatever, like highly rated and stuff like that. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Huh. So pretty common. Um, 
And yeah, the, uh, the, the shower itself was like tiny, just room enough for me to stand, basically. It's like, is this common here? I'm not sure. I, I guess it's, I can only speak on the situations that I've been in, but they've all been pretty, like, old, <laughs> like 300-year-old buildings, basically. Which is great to look at, but not so much to live in for a day, <laughs> you know, to sleep in or stay in. Yeah, they could at least renovate the insides. Yeah. It should look the way it does from the outside. They're very pretty buildings, you know, much no, better beautiful. than the concrete and steel glass piles that we have today. Yeah. That's all just I, I, modern garbage, but give it some insulation and shit. I got a lot of shit last episode for um, speaking ill of England so vehemently. <laughs> so uh, according to you, each and every one of us got a lot of shit last episode. Surprisingly, everyone but Kaya, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> what? Yeah, it was like it was I like upside believe. down world. No, I was serious. It was like opposite day for a second. Out of the episode, guys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was muted. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a lot yeah. of shit. I got a shit uh, a lot of shit last week for saying England was bad. But uh, what people don't understand is I was only there for like a day and a half at that point, and I had already like injured myself. I had already like had some like just bad experiences and I had only really been in London. So yeah, I maybe I shouldn't have just like broad stroke labeled all of England as bad. Yeah. Why are you Paul? Yeah. Why are you listening to them at all? Why are you even no, for I'm one not, millisecond hey, considering their opinions? That's stupid. No, Don't do that. I'm I'm not apologizing. I still I, I still agree with my previous statement that I made. I'm just providing further clarification that there are some nice places in England. I have uh, visited some nice places since then, like Bath and Stroud. And these, there's just some like extremely beautiful buildings and stuff. Not to live in, still bad English, bad England. Yeah, you bad. don't you don't have to like it. You can you can yeah, be yeah. like, hey, I like this part, but overall, I don't like this place or this trip. That's fine. You yeah, and I still one hundred. I still one hundred percent agree with my previous statement that anyone who chooses to live in a city is a fucking idiot slash fool. And you're you're in denial. Leave the cities and f- find out how much nicer life could be outside. Basically, I know some people are forced know, to live in cities, real. but at least stop pretending to yourself that it's good in the cities. It's not. Um, <laughs> yeah, apart from that, England shit, but also nice. All right, I'm sitting on the fence now. <laughs> Jackson, hop okay, back we'll up. Get better soon. Got his little step ladder. Yeah, no, I, the, I I went into a cathedral uh, the other day that had been built in the year, like, 67, and it kind of just hit me, like, holy shit, <laughs> this thing was constructed 2,000 years ago, and I'm standing inside it. That's, like, it's a life-changing nuts. experience, probably, yeah? Yeah, it is actually nuts. Cool. It, 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 is, it is beyond nuts. Like, the cathedral, the cathedrals themselves are just so fucking enormous, it kind of made me believe in God for a second. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get what this shit's about now. This is fucking beautiful. But uh, then I went outside and there was a homeless person taking a shit on the street right in front of it. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Now we're back. Classic. <laughs> we're not so different after all, the states right. and the old UK. Did, did you bring him some toilet paper or ask if he was all right? No. He probably unplugged Hello. his mic again by accident. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he fucking died off camera. Are you okay, Jackson? Yeah, it's just the internet here. I mean, I'm currently in uh, rural UK, so it's just cutting in and so out. So that was my next question with the internet. You said the infrastructure is not built for AC and all that shit. Is it built for internet? Like, do you, do you just have your Wi-Fi getting blocked by walls constantly? 
Yeah, I, so I haven't, I've only been using like the uh, hotel Wi-Fi as such, so I'm not sure if this is like an actual thing that people usually deal with in Britain, if they've got like good home internet, but it hasn't been great traveling around. Like I'm constantly losing connection. The connection quality isn't great. My cell signal's constantly going out, stuff like that. So that's been an issue as well, yeah. If you listening live in England or London, do us a favor and, and tell us why. Because based on what Jackson said, this sounds miserable. It's not like they have any choice. <laughs> it's not like they could just leave. Why not? They can move. That's true. They all get on their boats and just leave. Where to? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe America, the greatest country on earth. Yeah. The food's been really nice. I'll give them that. You are such a weirdo torpedo. That is unanimously the biggest complaint of tourists that go to England. They always say the food is terrible. No, they say, uh, rightfully so, they say English food is terrible. But there's so many different cuisines here, like actually good cuisines. Like so you're French. not eating okay, that's English not food. That's their credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm eating it in, in England, though. There's good that doesn't count. Like, if you go to a kebab shop, that's not England's. It absolutely does count. You went to McDonald's and said, oh, this is delectable. You call this a Big Mac? Oh, that's incredibly clever. Wow. Ooh, American <laughs> cuisine. Delicious. Yeah. yeah. Have you I've tried traditional food. English uh, meals like bangers and mash and shit like that? Well, th again, that's like Australian food. I have that all the time. So. Is it like Australian food? Bangers and what? mash? We, we are an offshoot of Britain, so we took their cuisine, basically, and made it our own. Oh, I get you, I get you. So yeah, bangers and mash is common. I imagine it would be different there, because it is like their cuisine. No. Did you have fish and chips? Yeah, honestly, fish and chips, bangers and mash, uh, bacon and eggs, all those all those things that are like seen as uh, American, we have pretty commonly in mm. Australia. There was one thing, uh, um, Britain seems to have a fascination with something called pudding or something, like Black pudding? Blood pudding? Yeah. Blood, blood, pudding. blood pudding, yeah. I, I've never heard of it or seen it until I've been in in Britain. And what I, what I understand is it's like blood that's just fried, right? Or something like that. Uh, it sounds awful. See. Well, it's not blood it's sausage. not a dessert, is it? It's a sausage, right? No, it's a, no, it's something you have with breakfast. Like yeah, it's a sausage. It and then, yeah. yeah I, well, I don't know. It what is it made is, from... But... It is made from pork or beef blood with pork fat or beef suet. Sweat? I don't know what that means. Is the raw heart fat of beef? Oh, it's, and a cereal yeah. usually oatmeal, oat grounds, or barley. So it's like cereal with coagulated blood. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> See, so English cuisine. That sounds kind of metal, finest. actually. That sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> Have you uh, had spotted dick? Huh? <laughs> what? Spotted dick? Before or after your trip, Jackson? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever have dick? I double checked. It's a traditional British steamed pudding. No. I'll take a note of that spotted dick then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of it. See, that's... Uh, the British people can't really fucking speak shit about other people's cuisine when they're eating spotted dick for breakfast. Have you had toad in the hole? Oh my god. That is uh, apparently... Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Is, yeah. that, um, is that egg within bread, like toast? Yeah, close. It's sausages baked within uh, pudding batter. Served with a gravy and vegetables. Yeah, I, I, no, I haven't had that. I was thinking this is delectable, by the way. My tummy's rumbling here in these. Mm -mm. Oh yeah, Dick looked pretty cool. 
Yeah, British food, not so great, but all the other, like... Jackson, did you have a uh, bubble and squeak? God, these names are fucked. <laughs> I'm not making this what up. About jellied eels. <laughs> did you have jellied eels? <laughs> did you say bubble and squeak? Bubble and squeak. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's another... That's another thing that's common in Australia. My dad eats that all the time. Ah, uh, darn. You guys eat, like, Harry Potter characters. <laughs> um, yeah, like, we don't have, like, French or Italian restaurants over in Australia. All we have is, like, Japanese restaurants, basically. So, whenever I, uh, like, that was probably the biggest uh, cuisine change uh, coming over to England is just, like, actually good European food. But not mm -hmm. UK food. <laughs> well you should do a vlog diary travel diary where you eat all of their dishes and do a ranking list you actually you should leave. do that that would mm -hmm. be really hype be fun. this holiday this holiday is already like bad enough as it is I don't want to get like food poisoning or like depression or at least something. make some fat fucking cash off of it Jackson put some videos up and monetize them yeah yeah true yeah the world like only cares about the... money Oh man, I was gonna say, like, you, as an Australian, you're already under the jurisdiction of the Queen and the King, aren't you? Like, if you talk shit about the Nutcrackers, isn't that illegal for you or something? Were you talking to me, then? Yeah, because you're Australian. What'd you, what'd you say? Are you deaf? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm asking, like, isn't it... He keeps disconnecting me. I'm not disconnecting you, I'm asking, weren't Australians getting in trouble for talking shit about the Queen or something just last year? Wasn't that thing? No. I think so. No, they, they, they don't have that many... They, they, they don't have that much direct power over us anymore. Like, we're pretty independent. We just have to maybe, swear maybe fealty to... Maybe someone else. To them still. <laughs> okay. Right, never mind then. I don't, I don't know how the fucking government and royal family works in Australia, but from what I understand, like, we have our government, and then the king or the queen previously... Uh, basically sends their envoy over and that person sits at the very top and is, I think it's just ceremonial now, but it used to be like every decision had to run by them first. Jackson. You disconnected, Jackson. <laughs> While okay. Jackson figures out <laughs> how to operate the internet in London, they got it just last year, we can talk about how you listening can use a Harry's razor. Is that okay, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a lot of hair. Yes, we are hairy men, the four of us. You can hear it in our deep, booming voices. We are strong, hairy men. And when we shave, we use Harry's. It's a convenient way to remember what you use to shave all that hair off. Oh, it's Harry's. It, it is for my hair. Let me tell you something. We have had Harry's as a sponsor on this podcast for a very, very long time. Maybe the longest running, if not one of. And it's just because those razors are so gosh dang viable. You just pop them on, you replace them whenever they need to be replaced, they snap right on the handle, and you shave as you need to shave. And if you've never done it before, you can experience their sleekest handle yet with their craft handle starter set for just $10, which is normally a $17 value. It's going to include the craft handle five-blade German-engineered razor cartridge, shaving gel, and a travel 
cover. You can reschedule replacement blades delivered right to your house for as low as $2 for a refill. Harry's isn't just selling razors and all the things that go with them, by the way. They are going to step up your entire daily routine with body washers, hydrating lotions, post-shave balm, shaving creams, etc., etc., etc. However you like to make your smell, your, I almost said your smell, however you like to make yourself look and smell good in the morning, Harry's is going to have you covered. They're also offering a no-risk trial, so if you don't like it somehow, well, they're going to cover that cost for you. Elevate your shave with the latest and greatest in Harry's razor handle lineup today. Get your $17 craft handle starter set for just $10 at harrys.com slash official. That's spelled H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash official. Now that you are a clean, shaven, handsome, presentable, lovely little man and or boy and or it really doesn't matter. Anyone can shave, whoever you are. You're going to want to make sure that you don't look like shit physically. You're all cleaned up, but are you strong? Are you in good shape? Can you run a marathon in weather over 83 degrees without complaining and whining and crying? Well, FitBod is going to help you get there. It is an app that happens on your phone or wherever and says, hey, man, Today you should work legs, and then you, you inexperienced gym forgoer, say, well, I don't know what that entails. And FitBob will say, well, do this, and then do that, and then do this workout, and do that. But then you, the the meek little mousy person that you are, will say, well, I, I don't have the gym equipment for that. And it'll say, hey, no, I got you. It's okay. You don't need equipment. I can give you body weight routines and at-home fitness that will cover every one of your fitness needs and then whatever scenario you want to enact where you make another excuse to work out will happen but fitbod will always have the answer and motivation for you because it will create a custom workout based entirely on your personal goals experience available equipment and more it will help you build your fitness habit and stay consistent with it all summer long you can keep your gym session fresh by mixing up your workouts so you don't get bored and you can track your progress to see just how large strong and handsome you are getting every official boy works out i have used fitbod for a good while now i really really like that if you have a workout you don't feel like doing it'll give you like four or five suggestions for a different one to do it's super convenient Whenever you are in your fitness journey, get the most out of every workout with FitBod. Get 20% off your subscription at fitbod.me slash official, F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash official. Now that you are large and strong, and now that you are clean shaven and look good, you need to take care of the third primary function of a human body, sleep. That's, That's all humans do. They shave, they work out, and they go to sleep. And if you're sleeping on, I don't know, a pile of straw, a bag of rocks, something that you've had for 30 years, like your parents gave it to you, don't do that. Sleep makes up a third of your day, and you're really just going to skimp out and get something shitty? That's terrible. Don't do that. Get a Helix mattress. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, and mattresses designed for big and tall 
people. They will find whatever the heck kind of mattress you want to be sleeping on at night. And they know that the only way to test out a new mattress is by sleeping on it in your own home, which is why they will give you a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out that mattress and do whatever you've got to do in or with it. Everybody is unique, which is why Helix has all sorts of different models to fit your style. They've also got memory foam layers and more responsive foam layers to help cradle and support your body. They are going to give you whatever you could possibly imagine in the bedroom aside from a girlfriend. And if you're adventurous, maybe it'll fill that role too. You will now be able to get 20% off of your order by checking out helixsleep.com slash official. But 20% is probably not good for you, you picky little boys out there. Well, you're also going to get two free pillows just for using that link. This is their best offer yet and will not last long. With Helix, better sleep will start now. Go to helixsleep.com slash official. That's helixsleep.com slash official for 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Do you, do you guys... Is back. Yeah, I'm back. I don't know how long I'll be back for. So if I just <laughs> disconnect again, just you guys go wild. <clears throat> Make up time without me. Um, do you guys, you guys specifically think that you would get sick more often if you guys went outside more? <laughs> I actually... No. Yeah, I go but outside you, a lot too now. Are you around other people a lot though? Like yes. different people? Yes. All right, never mind. Good <laughs> for you guys, I guess. <laughs> Have you been stewing on this for the duration you've been disconnected? Yeah, because I'm actually thinking about it. I did get COVID, then I got influenza A, and now I have something again, all in the span of, like, what, eight months, maybe? You might just have a soft and supple, shitty body. Maybe. But but before that, I did, barely ever got sick. Like, I barely ever picked up other people's, like, sicknesses, and now it's happening constantly. Like a hmm. magnet. I don't know. I don't know. What were you were you sick a lot as a child? No, mm. not really. No, not at all. Maybe you, you didn't have moved into a new house, right? What if it's haunted or something? <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, I I built that house. <laughs> I built it on a burial grounds or something. Yeah, maybe. No. <laughs> that was a cool thing in uh in this in this recent city that I went to Bath in England. Um. One of the places that I visited during the day, there was this giant plaque at the front or inscription in the cement of the building that said that there, it was a haunted building and there was a woman that would be seen often in a, in a gray dress floating through the hallways and it was like a restaurant or whatever. And I, I doubt it. I doubt it. It looked like a hotspot. It looked like a trendy place. I bet they just hire like a woman to dress up sometimes to like scare people maybe, maybe saying, it's like a tourist saying somewhere is haunted is one of the easiest yeah. ways to drum up business exactly if yeah. you own That's a bed and breakfast out there and you're just not getting customers just say that a little girl died in it in the 60s and you will have hundreds and hundreds of customers a week like people eat that shit up well wait are you, are you saying it's Unless a ghost, you're real, you just she just died no dude, yeah if it's a all you need is a story it well no all you need is a story oh she died here and we hear things Oh, we, we think we saw her one night walking the hallways. Like, it, it literally doesn't matter. As long as you say, oh, something spooky happened here, people eat Absolutely. that shit up. 
Yeah, I was like, when, I, when me and my girlfriend read that, I was like, hey, you want to eat here? Like, it worked on me. That sounded like fun. <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> like a ghost zoo. Yeah. Is that a smart. thing? Is that a movie myth that I've only seen where, like, the realtor has to disclose that someone killed themselves in a home before they sell it or something? Do you have to disclose that? I don't know. Is that fake? No, I think you probably do, right? Because you have I, to give like a buyer history or something. I, I think it's extended beyond that. I think if there's a major crime that happens, like if it was also a drug lab, you have to ex- uh. disclose that. Well, that one I get because if it, like people cooked illegal substances, there could be like poison on in the walls or something. But if somebody blew their brains out, I don't, yeah, I don't see how like, that pertains. It's not like you're suddenly going to blow your brains out as well through just the act of being in a suicidal house. I don't know. Oh, I mean, I guess if it helps with the negotiation, I really wouldn't mind buying a suicide home. What do I care? Yeah. Think yeah, you don't care when plates start breaking and shit, then you'll be really upset at yourself. <laughs> It's always such a funky phenomenon to me that people believe in that shit because it completely discredits the idea that thousands and thousands of people have died in that spot over the course of history. It's it's only the recent one they care about. Yeah, it's never like a ghost from like thousands of years ago. Yeah, or like a, I, a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex ghost or something. I, I'm pretty sure I heard uh, our friend of the podcast, Zach Psychic Pebbles, talk about this on like a show or something once where he mentioned, why the fuck do you never see a caveman ghost? Yeah. Because think how many cavemen died in that spot compared to like, oh, a, a 20th century girl. You know what I mean? Well, is it just a numbers yeah. game? Maybe there weren't many cavemen. Like cavemen, I think they were they, they were pretty low population, right? Yeah. Plus, They're if the caveman did something. die there, he's probably not going to be mad about it. He wouldn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Why would he's a caveman okay be it. mad at like people yeah. hundreds of thousands of years in the future? I wouldn't be. I don't know. Maybe he haunted his caveman friends. Why would a Victorian era girl from the 1800s be pissed at me? Because she just yeah, can't fucking true. move on. But, but the caveman might not be able to move on. He's like, oh, that tiger got me. He doesn't have a concept of moving on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He can't even process the idea of moving on. Do you think he's just like swinging a ghost club at my head every night? I just can't feel it. He's <laughs> trying, going. trying fruitlessly to kill you <laughs> for all eternity. Well, well, let's go. Let's go a little closer then. Why is it always an 1800s or early 1900s like small child or old woman? That's what sells the best. Exactly. Why is it never like a a year 700 peasant or something? If you're in England, because even when they're dead, they're still not well respected enough to get the ghost rights. I have no idea, man. Yeah. It's all dumb. It's all super dumb. To be fair, it would be way scared. I, I feel like I'd be way more scared of the caveman ghost than a like small little Victorian you know, toddler <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It'd freak me the fuck know, out. It would be creepier, I feel like. I wish ghosts um, were real. Why? According to the AI, by the way, this is a real thing in many jurisdictions. They have to legally disclose if somebody uh, killed themselves. I think Death it makes sense. Do they, do they have to legally disclose if a place is haunted? Uh, it doesn't specifically say haunted. Yeah, that's yeah, also how the... It's not like they have legal paperwork that says we inspected it and it's haunted. Oh, come on. They, they should do, like with the church or whatever. You can't. It's not a subjective thing. You're objectively either haunted or not, and you have to get the approval of the chief What's the measurements? What's the test? 
He got scared real good one night. The guy that they said to inspect it. They heard a noise. I don't know. But it, it can't just be nothing. I think it can be nothing in many cases. Uh, California is an example of such a state where they have to disclose if a death occurred in the past three years. Does that also include like peacefully dying in your sleep, I wonder? I would, I would hope because it's kind of the same result. Someone died in the house. I thought it was always described that hauntings were the act of like an angry death, basically, like something with a lot of emotion that bring uh, that keeps the corpse or the ghost tied to like the corporeal world. So if there's a peaceful death, I don't think you have anything tying you to the world. You never see like a friendly ghost or anything, right? There's Casper the friendly ghost, you fucko. The, that's not real life, you Idiot. fuckheads. Ghosts no, are real life, Jackson. <laughs> that's not a documentary. None of this is real. Surprise. There was never any friendly ghosts on Zach Baggins Ghost Adventures. Not once. They they always scratched him and shit. Danny Phantom was a good guy. No one gave him a high yeah, five. Yeah, Danny Phantom was a super cool ghost. He His whole job was to fight the bad ghosts. All right, now we're in the made-up world of cartoons. Can yeah, we please yeah, try right. to act a bit yeah. grounded? Yeah, let's keep it realistic. <laughs> Casper was also a cartoon, wasn't he? They had live action yeah. for Casper too, I think. They did. They had that 3D animated movie. Mm. Or, or rather that live action with 3D animation movie. Speaking of bygone relics of a previous era, have you guys watched the new Transformers movie? I did. Mm-hmm. No. What, did so I'm, I haven't seen it. Kaya and Andrew haven't seen it either. But I did read... That there's a cameo at the end, and the, and it made me laugh reading it. Can you confirm that GI Joe shows up in some capacity? That's kind of a big spoiler. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny the existence of the GI Joe. That sounds. Do you think people awesome. actually care about that spoiler? Come on, they're fucking movies designed to tell no. sell toys. Oh, Jackson, don't don't you don't you hearken that beast? I got a lot of shit for spoiling Cocaine Bear a few episodes ago. God, I know, Christ, and that movie yeah, is trash. Absolutely embarrassing people. So if you're earlier in the episode worried about their complaints, don't you dare say people don't care about Transformers. Well, I know they care about it. I just didn't know that they cared about the spoilers. It's like the oh, same movie do. every single time. It's the same movie every single time. Do kids these days even know who G.I. Joe is? No, I don't. But I'm not even a kid. Wait, didn't they have two other... Mo- oh, i just remembering. Didn't they have G.I. Joe movies? Yeah, Snake Eyes, right? Yeah, well, he's a character, I think. Oh, well, yeah. it was a movie, though. I know nothing yeah. about G.I. Joe. He's like a, a commando, right? Or something? Like yeah. a super American commando? Well, it's not a person, it's a team. Oh, so there's no Joe? That means, I, <laughs> not that I recall, I don't think there's just like a central Joe. Oh, wait, this is way more confusing, then. I thought I thought there was, like, one guy with, like, like an army beret, and his name was G.I. Joe. So the original G.I. Joe was a toy that you could buy in, like, the 60s, and okay. it was it was just a series of military men. Like, there was the, the army guy, there was the navy guy, there was the fucking marine, etc. And they were just made to be generic army soldiers that kids could play with. And then... I think in the 80s, it evolved into the cartoon and thing it is now where it's like a giant team of superhuman soldiers doing wacky shit. So there, there is a dude with a beret? 
Well, there's a there's sure. a whole bunch of dudes, but GI Joe GI Joe is not about like one guy and his sidekicks. It's about a whole team of super soldiers. So anyway, is the is the cameo like a GI Joe transformer? Is he a robot now? What what's happening? Spoilers, Charlie. It's a it's a division. It's the GI Joe division. So they just name drop us. So are they like creating the Transformers extended universe now, or what's happening with these crossovers? Uh, yeah, that's what it seems like. That it's going to be kind of a new universe here. It's all Mattel, right? Mattel owns it all. Is it Mattel? It's it is a toy company. Uh, Transformers and GI Joe started. As oh, a, it's Hasbro. It's yeah. Hasbro. Yeah, it's yeah, Transformers right. is yeah. Hasbro. I don't know GI Joe. Hasbro owns almost everything. Like every yeah, does Hasbro own My Little Pony? Of. Hasbro does it own does. My Little Pony. Yes. Oh my God, is there going to be a crossover? Hasbro also is the parent company that owns <laughs> Magic: The Gathering as well. I believe. Holy shit, Jackson! There yeah. already is a Transformers My Little Pony crossover. They have a whole animated movie, I believe. Yes. No, no, no. But I'm talking like the big Baymax. Uh, oh. Oh, the live Michael action, Bay, Michael movies. Bay crossover. Yeah, I, I don't know. I want to. I want to see that like CGI Ew, how ponies. They... Ugh. Oh my god, that'd be so fucking awesome. That might. Mm-hmm. That would be, bring bronies back into the limelight. They apparently also own Peppa Pig. That's what I want to see. Oh, that's a the big one then. Before. Yeah. They own a huge selection of large-scale toy lines. You never see any new toys made. Because it's all digital now. And because you're not a child, I'm sure there's plenty, actually. (laughs) (laughs) When's the last time you played with a toy? (laughs) Or run to Toys R Us? I could be persuaded. Doesn't Hasbro also own Dungeons & Dragons? That just had a movie. You just said that, didn't you? No, I said Magic the Gathering. Oh, well then, yeah, I think so. So they could could be planning something. They could be bringing everything together. Hmm. All right, well, Yeah, clearly they are. I guess. Yeah, I'm ready to. So speaking... Oh, go ahead, Charlie. That wasn't me. I think you said all right. Either way. Okay. Whatever. Speaking of Jackson being in London on his incredible London vacation... I'm it, not in London anymore. You get what I mean. It's pretty related. I was never in London. It's pretty related, but as of yesterday, I have finally now seen every Harry Potter. Ah. Yeah. And nice. I have to say, I have to fucking say it. The last part seven... The final movie is pretty fucking good. What? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, Christ, I liked it. We All right. We're about to get into nerdy territory and spoilers. Andrew, they killed like five very important characters off screen. Such as? Mad-Eye Moody. Uh, one of the Weasley brothers. Um, uh, what's his name? Ramus? Rasmus? Yeah, he's very important. You don't even know his name. Well, he, he knew two of them. Yeah, That's he, true. He knew- Okay. I never that wait, that complaint about oh you mustn't feel attached to this character because you don't fucking remember their name. You did this for Rogue One and yeah, that was a valid point back then. But it's not valid <laughs> in any other cases because names are hard to remember, especially like sci-fi <laughs> names or Harry Potter names. That's not a valid criticism. Like you don't remember the name, therefore you don't care about no, it. No, I'm, d- I'm not I'm just making a joke. I just think all of Deathly Hollows was such a fucking letdown. They just kill all of these major characters off screen. Okay. I think that's such a disservice. Listen, I can I can give you that. I can concede that. I think the first part of Deathly Hollows is awful. It's fucking boring, sluggish garbage. Absolutely terrible. But the second part 
things never stop. The plot just never stops happening, which is the biggest complaint I had of the series. Like in part four, you have the uh, the Goblet of Fire tournament, but every other event is featured like with a whole entire group of parts of the movie of them just having teenage drama and and catty little bratty fights and silent talking and it's boring. You need those character moments to care about the characters, but right? they're poorly written and they're not authentic. It feels like they're fighting just for the sake of having a subplot rather than actual like like Ron has been. We we talked about that one in depth, but Ron has been like Harry's confidant and supporter the entire time. And anytime something incredible happens to Harry, Ron's like, "Oh, good going, Harry. You're the fucking best. You can do it. I'm scared because I'm Ron, but you're not. Good. I love you, Harry." But then when Harry's name's in the Goblet of Fire, he's literally like, "Why is?" Harry in the Goblet of Fire, not me. Why? Why is he in the Goblet, not me? Which is not what Ron would ever do. It doesn't make any sense. So in part seven, part one, which, yeah, I guess that's what it's called. It's nothing but them hiding in the woods and just talking about shit and just like running away. And it's not good. It's just really, really not fucking good. I barely remember it. But the second part, the plot never stops. They establish Voldemort is fucking coming and he's going to fuck up the wizard school and kill Harry and do all this shit. And it happens. Everything that they set up fucking culminates. Everything just keeps going. And I really liked it. Yeah, there's probably issues specifically like such as some characters do die off screen. I do distinctly remember um, there's one character from the movies who when she dies, they just show her body on the floor for literally two seconds and then cut away and she's never mentioned again. And I was like, oh, that's kind of dumb. But in terms of the grand plot, the whole overarching story, it's the only movie that went dark and felt like it deserved to be. And not just like edgy teenage angst bullshit. Why did why did Voldemort suck at his job though? Like, why did all the Death Eaters fucking suck us? They had like cheat mode activated by being able to use forbidden spells, and they still didn't fucking win. True. They're just not very good. Uh, yeah plot armor i just wanted to double check all the major characters that died off screen there's a whole list of them here but the biggest ones mad eye moody peter Mm -hmm. pettigrew fred Mm -hmm. weasley that was the weasley nymphadora tonks and remus were the biggest ones killed off screen i don't think i don't think fred weasley died off screen because there's a scene where the weasleys are having a are having like a funeral in a in a shelter and the mom's crying and they're putting a blanket over one of their kids it just established he's dead. He, that, that is the definition of dying off screen. You didn't even see the fight or who killed him. <laughs> but you see that he died. That's what? Yeah, well, you also see the other ones die. That's how you know they're dead, but it, you didn't see them <laughs> die. It's, it's the definition of being killed off screen. It's like uh, any example ever. Uh, the Superman just died, but here's his funeral. Well, how did he die? Well, he just died over there. Yeah, killed off screen. Killed off screen doesn't mean you never find out that they died. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, but I didn't ever really think about that. And I think that's more of like a Harry Potter super fan complaint where it's like, well, what about Mad-Eye Moody? Okay, John Wick, John Wick. Let's yeah. take John Wick. If um, let, let's go ahead and say John Wick died, like everything plays out the same. You see him like collapse on the stairs, but you never saw the duel that led there. Would you feel satisfied? That's totally different because that's the main character of the entire series. Or any other character, the same. Any other character. Whereas at no point watching the movie did I think, oh shit, what's Mad-Eye Moody doing right now? The guy that owned the hotel, right? 
Jackson. The Continental, yeah. Yeah. You could take him, for example, too. Let's just go ahead and say, like, instead of showing you uh, him getting shot, let's just say uh, he goes, he's like, yeah, he's dead now. Would you be like, oh, okay, that's good? I don't know, because they saw his concierge getting, spoiler alert, his concierge getting shot, and that kind of pissed me off right away, killing him off in the beginning of the movie. They show him dying. Would it be better if they just said, like, he got shot? No, I'm glad that they didn't just edit him out of the movie, even though they obviously could have. He, he had like a two-second role in the entire film. Yeah, I get your point. Let's concede that point, because while I was watching the movie, at no point did that bother me. I never was like, oh, what's Fred Weasley doing? Is he okay? Like, that never happened in my brain at all. What else is wrong with the movie, in your opinion? Oh, not much. I just okay. think that's by far the biggest complaint. <laughs> well, it's just funny, because I told you I liked it, and you're like, What? How could well, you? yeah, I just think that's an unforgivable thing to kill. Like, fucking Nymphadora Tonks and Remus Lupin were literally like two of the most important side characters throughout like the fucking Order of Phoenix and uh, whatever the next one was. All right, let me let me answer that statement with my thoughts. I literally have no idea who either of those two people are. Yeah, they aren't really explored a massive. I have zero either. idea. Remus was huge in Prisoner of Azkaban. He's the werewolf. Oh, is he? Oh, the sickly looking. No, guy. he's not killed off screen. Harry talks to his ghost. And they they find Andrew, he is literally killed off screen. It's just you know he's dead is all. Like okay, it's like he's let dead. Me, let me okay, I see what <laughs> I see what the problem is. You very specifically need to be shown explicitly how they die. No, he finds it satisfying yes, that's to see the, them. Well, die. that's the def- definition of on screen. I don't need that when the, I don't need that when the movie gives the emotional weight to it because he does die off screen, but then they show him in a shelter and he looks over his corpse and later in the movie his ghost shows up and he's like Harry I I will always be with you you still get the emotional weight of the moment you don't need explicitly to show and then someone caved his fucking skull in with a big stone rock like sometimes sometimes it can also be more impactful when there's the so many deaths you can't see them all as well like I assume I, I can't remember but do all these deaths happen during like the final battle at Hogwarts when a lot is going Man on? Man-Eye Moody's death happens at the beginning of part one he's just re- Another question, Andrew. Did you know Hedgewig died? Hedgewig died. Which one's Hedrick? Okay, nice. <laughs> so that movie died at the beginning of Deathly Hollows Part One when they're on the broom, and it looks like he just got like, like very, very generously grazed. Like his broom oh, gets on. shot down, okay. and he gets knocked off. Part his broom. one is bad. I, I agreed with you. Part one of part seven is bad. I hated it, but I liked the last one. But wait, one. that goes against Charlie's point. He he did get shot down. Like, he got jet struck. He, he he went off his broom while he was flying. And Hedwig also did get shot down as well. You see him get zapped. You see both of them die. Okay, okay. fair. But that's, you don't, for example, you didn't even know Mad-Eye movie would, like, died from that. It didn't seem like something well, he should have died from. Because you can't see his face. You can't because, see, like, yeah, you don't actually get to see him, like, in... You don't get to see or have this closure to the character at all. So I think the difference for me is I was not particularly invested in specific characters. I was invested in the overall plots. What's happening? What is the adventure? What's going on? Like if Mad-Eye Moody was... They told you... Go ahead. If like Ron died off screen and... They just presented his death as, yeah, he's gone now. Like they wrote out a character out of a soap opera. 
I think you guys are giving a lot more thing. weight to the these characters thing. than they carry. Ron, Harry, and Hermione are like the series. If that happened to one of them, it'd be like, wow, this is fucking atrocious writing. But Mad-Eye Mooney, as far as I remember for the fucking movies, he's in like one and a half out of seven, or sorry, eight movies. Yeah, but he play he does play a massive part in in the yeah. movie. But in but in the, the Goblet of, in the Goblet of big, Fire, like he doesn't because he's being fucking impersonated by David Tennant. So he's in like half of a movie. Mm. Doesn't make the character's presence any lesser just because it's not the real Mad Eye Moody I'm for aware. all intents and purposes. It's still and Mad I, Eye Moody. I agree with you on that. I totally agree that if you are invested in those characters or you read the books or that's super like important to you, yeah, that sucks and that's stupid. But as someone who's watching these for the larger plot structure and what's happening, and I don't remember the characters' names because I know who they are. I just don't remember their name. If they show up on screen, I go, oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's it's the weirdo chick, Luna Lovegood. She says weird prophetic shit. Oh, it's the it's the potions class guy. Okay, cool. So then what about Fred Weasley? He was a pretty big part for like he was in every movie. He wasn't like the biggest part, but he literally gave Harry the uh the map thing. Yeah, he's one of the twins, right? Yeah, he's one of the twins. I'm pretty sure there's a scene where the Weasley... So, look, yes, we just had that argument. I don't care if I see them explicitly get killed on screen. Yeah. If You're movie, still satisfied if they just say he's dead? Because the movie assigns the emotional weight. When you get to the no. shelter and you see the Weasley family, they're fucking distraught and losing their yeah, minds. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's kind of like a plot... It's like a plot twist death. Like it comes out of exactly. left field. Exactly, so it's a twist. Punch. You don't have to see it. You feel the shock when Harry does. You go, "Oh yeah. fuck! Wait, Fred's dead. Why is his family crying? Oh my god! I can't believe that happened." It made it made the war feel more powerful as well. Like people were dying without Harry necessarily, like yeah. you know, seeing it. So there was more, you know, uh, stakes. That's so stupid. I think the only. I, I'm with Charlie. I want a full. I want a full Mortal Kombat X-ray death scene fatality <laughs> for every character. Uh, well, that's the difference. Off. It doesn't even need to be anything big, but like at least show mm. their last moments. This is a character that's been in the the series the entire way, and you're just writing him out like oh, he's dead off screen. Like that's that's dumb. That's not satisfying. That's a really unfulfilling yeah. conclusion to an entire character. I mean, is it that, that way in the role. books? Is it that way in the books where you turn the page and the next chapter begins with character dead now everyone's crying what happened in between nobody knows i don't know but i assume that it did i have no idea i didn't read but that but that's also not the case for the majority of characters the majority of people you do see die on screen or what happens to them and that's not what we're talking about we're talking about deathly hollows part one and two and this being the biggest thing that they fumbled yeah i mean i'll concede if that's how you approached it and what's important to you then that sucks but i never saw it as an issue it never bothered me because i just feel like that exact thing is something that would bother you in other films potentially but it's because there would have to be more weight to them i think i think why harry potter gets away with it is because there are a hundred unique characters yeah exactly and at at a certain point i literally can't give a shit about all of them and it's a massive war at the end. There's so many different like little mini yeah. battles happening. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you another example. Game of Thrones. Big name characters in Game of Thrones died unceremoniously all the fucking time. Never off screen. Like even like Robert Baratheon's death was just the most unceremonious death ever was still an on-screen death. Like you knew everything that happens, you got his last moments, you got that character closure to 
arguably the most important moment of the show. That wasn't like an off-screen death. It was just very unceremonious. I suppose. I I don't think it has to explicitly be shown if the writing can carry the emotional weight. Yeah, but the, I don't know why you keep saying that. The emotional weight, it, like I'm reading the Fred Weasley part just to make sure I remembered it. They didn't even reveal that he was like in a perilous situation. He's seen fighting alongside his friends and his actual death isn't revealed until Harry is seen until Harry sees his family crying over a body in the Great Hall. And that is the only scene they give to Fred. How is that carrying the emotional weight if it's just one single scene at the very like end of that battle? And then it moves on to the next one, which was Nymphador, Tonks, and Remus, whose corpses are lying next to each other. That's not giving emotional weight or character closure. I'm guessing Their deaths happen I, I'm off screen more, and there's just nothing there. I'm saying more for, for example, Remus, when at the end Harry talks to his ghost and all the ghosts of his family. Like, that that carries that weight. Yeah, Fred, they probably botched it. Sure, I'll concede that. But Remus, for example, I don't think they did. Because, yes, he does die off screen and there's like a kind of, oh, shit, he's dead. But later in the movie, he has his, like, here's my closure moment. You still get it. I don't think they botched the. I don't think they botched the uh, Weasley thing either, though, because you see his family crying over his body. You get the impact from that. What impact? It's a single, like single scene. What do you mean? What impact? You see the fucking characters you care about be emotional over it. You're upset because they're upset. It's a single scene. That's like literally the so he, easiest. Him getting fucking play. shot by abracadabra or whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> it really would have been a single shot as well isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it it's would like have been totally in line with his character to like protect his brother or something like we don't know how he died because it's not shown in the film but let's assume that he did it protecting his brother even that quick scene of him giving his life to save uh, his brother would be a pretty fulfilling conclusion to that character but it's war. Not every not every death has to be fulfilling in war. That's kind of like the. Let if me it's also. Not, then they fucked it up. Let me like also it, add it this. Should be. Let me also add this. I don't think that is required to make a good movie. I think that can mm-hmm. be a criticism of it. You can definitely say, "Well, Ron's or not Ron. Fred's death was shit. I can't believe Remus just died off screen. That sucks." But you can still say this was a good movie. I still liked it. It was still overall a positive movie, and that's how I feel. Yeah, it's that, just yeah. Both you and Jackson are defending that it's totally fine to lazily write out important characters. I am. I am probably. I will admit, I am probably a bad person to ask that question because I did not read the books, and I am only watching the movies now as a thirty-year-old man. Well, the, it, it doesn't matter if you didn't read the books. First of all, you got to judge the the movies based on the merit of themselves. That and is second, what I'm I, doing. I just didn't, yeah. I just didn't find it like lazy writing in that part, but but it has been a while since I've watched it, so I don't know for sure. But how you're describing it, like I don't see it as a massive issue if you don't directly see their deaths on screen. Wasn't one of you? God, I was going to tie it to Destiny, but I don't even remember the character's name. That was Jackson. Kind of, I haven't played yet. Yeah, yeah, that was to Destiny or to Jackson. <laughs> Destiny does so much shit off screen and just tells you afterwards, and I thought. For sure, we had a conversation about that after Lightfall. That's, that's completely different. They they over they overdo that, and there's no emotional impact at all in attack. Like you read about their death in a fucking text. Grip, but that's basically. the same thing. It's not what the fuck. It's not at all the same thing. I you you see the impact on their of their death in the cinematic experience by looking at like. Other things that happened, like he, uh, Andrew said, with the ghosts of Remus, as well as the uh, the brother's family crying over his body. Like I got that impact. I, I there. think you're misunderstanding how long that scene is. It's a quick scene of his body. 
it's a quick scene in like a montage of plenty of different things happening towards yeah. the end. Harry's literally got like shell shock and he's walking through the fallout shelter and he just sees yeah. everyone crying and talking about how everyone's dead and like it's all and it's, it's like a impact really after heavy impact scene. after impact. Yeah. yeah. And their scene is in slow motion to emphasize it as well. I don't see how that's wildly different from Destiny Two, which you have absolutely wildly different. I really don't. They explain the the they explain the emotional impact. Then this character died in the text, and here's how we feel about it and why. They explain it in an unsatisfying way. I don't get if it was a cut scene where I saw it like that impact be displayed, actually like how they did in the Hogwarts movies. Then yeah, I would have been I would have been more satisfied with Destiny, but they don't. They do it in the fucking text. Just a text screen. That's not satisfying. I, I don't see what. So okay, let's translate this scene to text. It, let's say this that's point immediately, is the exact same that's way. Not, the- that's okay. I agree with you. Then that's not satisfying, especially in a fucking movie. Who wants to read like it, the screen went black and then we sum up all of Harry's exploits in a white on black <laughs> awesome. screen text. <laughs> I'm just saying, huh? if it played out the same way in the book, would it be more sad? Would it still be as satisfying? Oh, what you mean? Like I'm reading a book? Well, yeah, you were okay. reading the Deathly Hollows book. And, I've, I've, okay, and so Ed Weasley is dead, let and me, now his family's crying. Question. Let me ask you a question. Did you read the books? But no, I already said I haven't read the books. Okay, That's what I'm so, saying. If it plays so out me, like this in the book, if if the books take place from Harry's perspective, let's say that. Let's say they always stay with Harry. How would you even see Fred die? Because Harry wasn't there. Yeah. Well, the same way you see the other characters we, die. The author of, explains it. The author's omniscient. Well, none of us know if but that's Harry what even won't happens. Find in the books, out until though. we, the audience, also find out. I don't know how how it happens in the book. Like I said, I have no idea. Maybe, maybe the book is written in a way where, like, they uh, Harry finds out in the same way as the movie, basically, and then we see at the end, like, Harry discovers Fred's body. I would find that hard to believe because it says the movie ruins the emotional moment from the books with Fred Weasley's death. So I'm guessing that's not how it plays out in the book. It said the movie omits his death altogether. Okay, well then. Well, yeah, that's I guess. not true because it does show his corpse. No, 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 the, like the, the way he, like everything about his oh, death. Oh, like, yeah, I see, I see. Okay. Again, I, I haven't read the book, so I have no idea. I'm just asking. Kira, did you read all Harry Potter books? Do you remember them well? Uh, yes, I've read them all. What are you wondering? <laughs> what do you in mean? The, what is it, Jackson? <laughs> in the books, all right, in the books, uh, Fred, it's Fred Weasley, right? That does? Yeah, Fred. All right, so does Fred die on, like, do they explain he's dead? On death? page. Like on page, yeah. Do you remember that? No. You don't remember? No, I don't. Okay, never mind. All right. It mustn't have been that impactful. I uh, couldn't tell you. I haven't read the books. Either way, <laughs> anywho, we gave that we gave that plenty of time. I, I will concede that. I don't have a good argument against it because it wasn't that important to me. So that could be a genuine huge problem I didn't have. Having said that... I really liked it. The plot never stopped. There were a lot of great set pieces. I think the emotional weight of the fights was there. I I just really liked the last movie. I thought it was fun to watch, despite how dark the series got. I just liked it from start to finish. That's all. There you go. That's fine. I just don't understand how (laughs) killing characters off screen that aren't just useless characters is excusable. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Even if you just give them a short scene of their death, I still think that's better. For example, I'll I'll just keep using stupid fucking examples, but like the the newest Suicide Squad movie, right? Like those are all silly characters. But if they had arrived at the beach and then just like showed body bags of like, yep, there's our whole crew dead. 
as opposed to showing the characters dying, it would be far less satisfying. It yeah, but the entire point of that scene filling. was to show show these characters dying like comically and gruesome whole, ways. And the whole point of this scene was to show this brutal battle and the the toll it takes on all of their friends. So it'd just be better to show that as opposed to just say like, oh, there's the corpse over there and died somewhere. Is, so you really think much is added if like, uh, yeah, uh, what's his name? Ron, Ronald, not Ron. What's his Friend. name? One of the Weasley. I, I hate names. We, one of the Weasleys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the characters. We're, one of the Weasleys is struck by like a bright blue light and then he's dead. He's vaporized. Like that adds that much. It, I mean, I think it would. Even if it's just like a random nobody, it's like, okay, well, Fred gave his life fighting. We've seen him try. He's dead. This war is super brutal as opposed to just, man, this war is brutal. And we know that because, look, Ron's family's crying over Fred's body. Right, well, what, if, what if him getting hit by that bolt, we see him get hit by the bolt. What if that takes away from the impact of Harry discovering it for himself that he died? What? Like we, because Harry we see, been there to see him die. Well, no, we, no, 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 no. We see, we see Harry discover the impact afterwards. Like he, we see him in that shell shock state, as Andrew said. We see him discover the body. What if, because we knew that one of the Weasleys was dead already, that like that kind of impact is taken out of the screen, basically, because we already know it's coming. Well, the impact was never there on the screen. Andrew didn't even know he's fucking dead. And honestly, when I saw the movie, I didn't even know who was dead either. We, we had no idea. Like, it's it is just not clear. Like, it, there was no emotional impact. Right. Like, all of these characters are killed without real due diligence. I so didn't even you, know Matt Moody died the first time I watched part one. I was like, oh, he, you know, his broom got shot down. He's probably okay somewhere. And then they just address it with like a throwaway line like, no, Matt Moody's dead. It's like, we lost Mad-Eye Moody. It's like, what the fuck do you mean we lost Mad-Eye Moody? He died from that? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't have any emotional impact or weight from it. Or Nymphadora Tonks, for example. Like, there is no impact to their deaths. <laughs> the impact is seeing them dead, though. Nymphadora Tonks. That is not the impact. It is the impact. It's really not. It's, it is the impact. Like, the fucking outcome is the same. You know they're dead at that point. It's not like they died and disappeared off screen completely, and then there's like, I don't know, a sentence later on like, hey, Nymphadora's dead. That is exactly how they did that with Mad-Eye Moody. <laughs> well, yeah, all right, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah, I, I literally uh, forgot Mad-Eye Moody existed <laughs> entirely. <laughs> did you say that Hedwig was an unsatisfying death as well? It was just a really quick throwaway death, but there is actually a scene for Hedwig, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. Kira, did they talk about Hedwig after the fact at all? That was what that was what annoyed me the most of the movie. I I feel like Hedwig sacrifices himself to save Harry, right? Like he jumps yeah, in front of her. Like he was dead. Yeah, he was he was just immediately dead. But then I felt like no one talked about that at all. Like this fucking epic animal that had pet had been there for like seven movies, and Harry can't even shed a tear when he <laughs> like arrives or pour one out for Hedwig or anything. That's what annoyed me about the movies. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the pour Weasleys. One out. <laughs> pour out the butter beer yeah it wasn't so much so like that, that, that I think that's a good example actually because we saw his death happen on screen but the impact wasn't felt because no one fucking talked about it Harry didn't fucking say a thing 100% right that was kind of what I was saying it's not an off screen death though because he actually does at least get killed on screen but yeah well that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying I, I'm saying a death can be unsatisfying while still happening on screen as well Right? Yeah, I completely agree. Okay.
my favorite part of the movie was when the Weasley mom said, not my daughter, you bitch, and through the power of profanity was able to overcome Bellatrix. That was cool. Yeah. Mm. I don't remember liking the last movie at all, so uh, I don't know why I'm necessarily defending it, but I just don't agree with that. I, I, think, I think the biggest thing for me that happened is I didn't become invested in this series like most fans are. Until the are. very end? <laughs> What's that? Until the very end, it sounds no, like. No, 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 no. I've, I've never, from start to finish, been really invested. I've just found them to be entertaining movies. They're not, it, the, Harry Potter never became something where it's like, okay, now I want to read the comic books and I want to watch this animated thing. And, oh, let me look, read the wiki and see about all this stuff. I don't really care. I've just been watching them as, like, fun, adventurous action movies. And I think that's the difference in my viewing versus, like, most typical fans of it. Yeah. Mm. So I liked it. That's fine. Sue me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. It's it's okay to like bad things. <laughs> hey, you like Moonfall? Goddamn right. That's yeah. why I said it's okay to like bad things. We both do. Oh yeah. Anyone got anything else? I had two, but I don't have to. Um, have you guys been keeping up with the redditing? The redditing of Reddit's going dark. I mm-hmm. I hope the redditors win. And they will really, yeah. They'll do are, are three you days for them just for fun. They'll do three days, and then they're just going to go back exactly to as everything was. Did they straight out come out and say we're protesting for forty eight hours? So they, they put did. like a time <laughs> yeah. stamp on it. Like wow, <laughs> really, so really dumb. powerful stance, guys. So yeah, dumb. Really sticking it to them. A lot of the other subs are doing indefinite though. Like I know our videos is the biggest one doing an indefinite um, uh, exodus. No. But it's still really stupid admitting to the company that you're protesting just how long you can live without the product of theirs that you're addicted to. It's, it's like, oh, it's yeah. pretty hey, you crazy. piece of shit dealer, I'm not going to do heroin for 48 hours, but once I start seizing and vomiting <laughs> from the withdrawals, then I'm going to come back crawling to you. Then you're going to have to lower your prices. Like, Pro no. tip out there if you're trying to make a change. If you're protesting or shutting down a service, do not announce how long it will be down because people will always just wait it out. How about just leave and don't come back until maybe it's better? I don't understand. What was the Reddit CEO even supposed to say to that? Like, okay, see you the day after tomorrow. Yeah, yeah oh, see you for eight hours. I'm on vacation those days. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopeful that it won't just be 48 hours because that's probably not getting anything done. I'm hopeful it, it causes any change. Because, like, fuck Reddit, but... Nothing's, nothing, I really doubt this is going to enact any change. No. And these Reddit, these Reddit subs will go public. They'll come back within a week. Nah, no, no, no. If they actually did keep this up for even, like, two weeks, three weeks or something, there'd be, they'd have to do something. Because if you access the site without being subscribed to some of the subreddits that aren't protesting, you actually don't get any fucking generated content because so many subs are private. There's, like, actually, yeah, I think Charlie, it's you know, 9,500 subs. Yeah, but doing something, uh, that, you know, they still own Reddit, right? All of those moderators are just a bunch, a bunch of, of unpaid, unpaid losers. losers. Like, like, the, the CEO, CEO could, could literally delete, delete all, all of their, their accounts, accounts and just hire, hire new moderators, moderators and, open and open the, the subs, subs today, today if, if he wanted, wanted to. to. Hire new moderators? He could, I guess, but... He doesn't have to give them anything. You could just kick them out of the website and IP ban them and then just make everyone new a moderator. 
I mean, I feel like <laughs> since most of the major subs are controlled by the same five people, that's going to be a hard thing to replace with another yeah. five people that are just going to be your puppet. Also, how is this going to generate new people when people go to the site and see there's nothing there? What do you mean nothing there? Like you said, there's like 10 people, 10 super moderators who control like 200 subreddits. They get rid of them and find another five people who have no life. But they're the biggest subreddits on the platform. They're like 95% of the website traffic. Yeah, and it's not the users protesting. It's the moderators who shut down the website. Do you think some random guy who just happened to come by Reddit is going to even know about this protest? When he sees his subreddits are shut down, he will. Yeah. When he sees that he can't. Yeah, exactly. And when you open them up, when you open them up, they're not even going to know that this protest happens. Yeah. If the subreddit opens, the casual audience is going to come back. Yeah, they don't care. They're not even going to notice. The only reason I even noticed that the site was down is because Reddit didn't do the one thing that I use it for, which was a tech problem that I Googled. And I clicked yeah. on like Linux gaming or something and I saw that the sub was private. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, it's one of those things again. But, you know, if you just take care of those moderators and take their moderating powers and just replace them with literally any volunteer who says, hey, uh, I've been using Reddit for several years now and I think it should stay open. Okay, you're the new moderator of the sub. What are they going to do? Sue Reddit for their God-given constitutionally guaranteed moderation rights? No. Well, they don't. They don't even have to replace the moderators. Surely they could, ju- like, the admins could just force the subreddits open and keep them open and remove the power of closing subreddits. They can open the subreddits, but it's all user-generated content. So if the users, the users stand in solidarity with like the moderators, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. People, that, that, this is like every single boycott now is like, oh, everybody, quick, delete your Blizzard accounts because somebody said something shitty about Taiwan. It's like, yeah, you'll get like a dozen dummies to delete their accounts and then what nothing there's still gonna be a billion dollar company even even a lot of subreddits haven't shut down as well like r slash games is still open they made like a a a post pandering about it but they still didn't close the subreddit because e3 is happening at the same time and they didn't want to close (laughs) it during e3 well reddit is beginning hit hard though because r slash two sentence horror is down no the the hardworking fellas over at r slash anti-work are protesting oh. something. <laughs> I saw Goth Sluts is down. That's a big one as well. Oh, of course. No. Like R slash Astastic, R slash Hentai GIF, oh. R slash Anal YIF, oh. R slash Cock Milking YIF. It's no. all down. <laughs> what My will favorite Reddit subreddit. do without all of these? Uh, <laughs> how will people live? I don't know. These I don't think anything's going to happen. And I don't think Reddit even has to give them anything. I think eventually all of these people with these gigantic subreddits that they... Yeah, they're not going to let go of it. They love the power. Yeah, yeah. they're not going to... like. It's like tumbleweeds flowing right there right now. They're, they're kind of excited that they get to play Star Wars Rebels because that's what they're into <laughs> over at Reddit. But they're going to be bored before the 48 hours are even up. They're going to have to open up so they can ban people and like nuke entire threads. Yeah, they don't know what to do with their afternoons now. <laughs> yeah. I still would like to see it when I don't like corporations like Reddit charging for API and all that kind of shit. So I'm rooting for the Redditors. I agree. Well, I, I agree. Too. It's like, yeah, I agree too on some level, but at the same time, it's like you're not even rooting for some grassroots thing. This fucking Apollo app that every that kickstarted this whole thing. The guy's a millionaire himself. You're really just playing team sports of one company against another. One rich fuck versus another rich fuck. I mean, I don't. That's a weird way of 
uh, putting them against each other. Wouldn't you want competition, right? As opposed to shutting down a better third party service. I don't use Apollo, but I mean, I, having I don't know the how option it's competition. To it's Reddit is a website and it is a client for that website, right? It's, it's a not better its own thing. It's, it's not client. competition. It's a better client. It's client even entails. Like, what do you need a client for Reddit for? You're not just scrolling, click play on a video. I don't know. I'm not a Reddit power user, but if, if it's a better service, it should be able to exist. Yeah. A, a large, large number of Reddit people don't use the official apps or mobile. They use third party because uh, mobile Reddit is so garbage. Yeah, mobile Reddit sucks. I do use, I think it's Reddit is fun and it's a good mobile yep, app. That's the one I so use. I, w- I would be upset if that disappeared, but at the same time, like, it, I wish they would drag me in to their cause without being ultra cringe, basically. I wish they'd do it in a way that could have it a, like a chance of affecting anything, because if they yeah. just say 48 hours, they're just going to wait. There's no reason not to. Yeah, for sure. That yeah. was poorly That was poorly planned there. Now, if all of these were indefinite, it could be something, but why, if you're the CEO, yeah. would you not just wait? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the math behind the... Yeah, go ahead. Did you guys... One of the subreddits that is still open, thank God, because I wanted to talk about it this week, is r slash true rate me. Have you guys seen this subreddit? No, I hate that fucking mm, rate no. me subreddit, though. For some reason, it's always on the front page, and it's usually just like really good looking people like, am I ugly? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but this one's different. This time, the incels have taken back the power, basically. So true rate me is not like rate me. It's instead... Uh, it is instead of like hot people just praising each other constantly or like just constant compliments or whatever true rate me is a bunch of incels in the comments rating these hot gorgeous women like extremely low numbers and pinpointing like exact oh, flaws in their like their facial structures and stuff yeah it where they so bitch about the cantle tilt the classic the cantle tilt yeah yeah such. yeah yeah shit like this, this, i sent you guys a link in the in the um topic channel right now like this woman is hot and then all the fucking uh like comments below are like oh she's a 5.4 and these are such such specific numbers like 5.15 5.1 and then anyone <laughs> who rates <laughs> anyone who rates these women over a five is immediately like downvoted and and they're like goes they down bad yeah yeah there's a moderator that goes around banning people for like what's the rule there's a rule i think no, yeah give over a seven I, no <laughs> No, I think it's rule number one is rate inflating. <laughs> so don't <laughs> inflate your rates beyond what the moderators deem acceptable, basically. So you really have to put these women in their places. Like, look, all right, here's one. This is just a random one. I don't even know if it's comedic, but it's uh, someone replied saying 5.2. Face lacking symmetry. Mouth not in harmony with lips. <laughs> eyes unremarkable. Hair unremarkable. And it's like one of the most gorgeous women possible. I, I'm just scrolling through this one. I, I haven't read this yet. I'm just going to go in raw. 6.2. Slight blemishes of the skin, but otherwise very little to be critical of there. See a great deal of symmetry and facial harmony. <laughs> you have nice jawline, cheekbones, and eyes. Brow does not hide them. Profile looks too no-hanging skin or fat. Your nose cute <laughs> as hell. You do have exotic look required for seven scores, but who gives a damn? I don't know a single man or woman who wouldn't want to take you out for a night. 6.2. <laughs> There's some gentlemen still on there. I found yeah. another good one, Jackson. This guy breaks down why he gives her 
Go ahead. Real quick. I love that this is actually nothing but extreme compliments, like saying all of these nice <laughs> things. Like there's not a single criticism and it's still 6.2. 6.2. Well, that's because if he went over 6.2, a moderator would come in and say, no, 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 no. Stay down there. Stay down there. You inflated. You inflated. This subreddit's amazing. I found a guy who scientifically breaks it down. I'm going. That's to, all of them. I'm going to take a risk and say six because I see a lot of features that are classic attractive. One, hunter eyes. Two, facial symmetry. Ooh, Three, yeah, Cupid's bow lips. Four, oh, yeah. nose just under bulbous limit. <laughs> Mods, please don't ban me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was flirting with the bulbous limit, but it, it just under the bulbous it. limit. It's it's like a bunch of incels basically trying to take the power back. It's so comedic. It's really pathetic. It. Holy shit! And, it, and it's so much fun when like the moderator comes in and like puts the kibosh on people overrating because he like pinsies post at the top and says, well, you're objectively actually a 5.5. Don't listen to all the others rating you a 7 or anything like that. You're actually a 5.5, and here's why. And then everyone else is banned. Who spends their fucking awesome. time staring and analyzing women like this? Is this what I want to know is... to women? They should rate Yeah, I, th- I, I don't think I've seen any men. What I find extremely funny about this... Well, not funny, but weird. Like, why would you... Why would you post your picture on here to be rated by these fucking incels? Probably to laugh at them the same say. way we're doing it. It's, it's true, true, true. Yeah. yeah, they might just be laughing at it. Plus, I assume that a lot of these might just be like photos of girls that incels have crushes on on Facebook. Oh, so true. they just upload them here to fuck with them or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like hate rating them and stuff like that. And God, look at the this shit. 5.5, you have some extra buccal fat giving your face a wider appearance. The oh, distance you can't between your fat. nose and your lips trim is longer, making your nose appear smaller compared to the rest of the proportions to your face. You are attractive. You have the girl next door look. 5.5. <laughs> that is, it sounds like this why like Hollywood celebrity women are now getting the buccal fat removal and they all look like men, like aliens, without any cheek fat. It looks so stupid. I want to find I want to find the moderator posts. I'm trying to find them desperately. Does anyone have any links in our Discord? Discord? I would what? love to see. Uh, for the, um, like, there was some moderator posts going around at some point that were extremely funny. <laughs> attempting to use those sensational boobs to up your score. Five. God. <laughs> I like this. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's been my favorite discovery in, on Reddit in a while. It's so good. This is basically like... It's a more extreme version of those people on Twitter always bitching about like video game women not being pretty enough in their cartoon video games. What is the newest one? Star Abroad Wars and Fable one, or something? Star Wars and Fable. Both no. of them, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen anything about Star Wars, but yeah. It's the same thing. It's like. This is so and, and it, they did it with Horizon as well. Like, people were like. She was way hotter in the first game. Now she's ugly because she's got a bit of cheek fat or some shit. It's so dumb. It's so fucking weird. It is so weird. Uh, yeah, here, here's one. Eight, someone rated just 8.5 and he's got like negative 10 down votes, down dudes. And then the moderator replies saying, warning for overrating. Rule one, please review the rating guide and primers. Christ, bunch of losers, dude. Do you think this guy's like studying all kinds of like anatomy and shit so he can get an accurate scale for his community to use? I think that's what they're yes. trying to do. They're like 
there's guidelines that you need to follow when you rate, but at that point, like, why doesn't one person just do it? Why do you open it up to everyone? Dude, these guys are obsessed over this shit. They, they learn all of these, like, facial symmetry structure bullshit terminology. I, I, before incels, I never knew what a cantle tilt was. And these I've never heard of the bulbous stuff. limit till today. The bulbous yeah, limit. Either. Here we go. Here's what happens when you... Here's what happens when you uh, overrate too much. Uh, comment removed by moderator 23 hours ago, and then the moderator replies saying, overrate, strike three, ban applied. So they, they go hard here, yeah. <laughs> he hit the bulbous <laughs> limit. You get three strikes. Okay, so I'm seeing yeah. now, if you actually order the subreddit by controversial posts, you get a lot of men. So I assume men can post here, but you're just not going to get upvoted at all. Oh, damn. What do they say? Does anyone even bother commenting on them? Yeah, they get like five comments, but I didn't click on it. Yeah, it, it's seriously just a bunch of men wanting to like take a bit of power back from women, it looks like, which is so sad. Not even taking back power. I feel like these guys it actually is. do believe this shit. No, I, I don't. They absolutely do not believe that. Well, maybe they like nitpick to convince themselves that like they're unattractive or whatever. But they go in thinking, this chick's hot, I want to tear her down so she feels as ugly as I feel, basically. Yeah, for sure, but I think they also look at an average, normal-looking girl and they think, not as pretty as my OnlyFans subscription. Five. Yeah, anyway, that was my fun discovery. Andrew, did you say you had something that you wanted to talk about? Um, just a, a quick one, but it's up to you guys on what you would think is more interesting. I got the ROG ally, and then I know before we started the show, you guys wanted to talk about Dream. So it's whichever way you guys want to go. Oh. Uh, your call. Yeah, your call. Uh, do you guys have anything interesting on that topic? Which one? The uh, dream one, because it seemed like you guys were excited before the show. But if you don't, we don't have to. It's just, it feels like a weird level of emotional manipulation to his audience to decide to try to get them to call him hot. Tell people what he did. First. So, a few months ago, Dream, the Minecraft YouTuber, came out with a face reveal video. It was this en enormous internet th uh, event that happened. We were all very excited about it because we got to finally see Dream's face. A very exciting moment for all of us. A defining moment, in fact, on YouTube. Uh, but immediately he was met with criticism for maybe not looking as attractive as uh, Charlie, see, for Because example. I remember... Yeah. I, I, I remember that the opposite way because there was a photo of him before his own face reveal in which he was like at a sports game or something. It was a pretty fat kid. And then after the face reveal, it turned out, yes, that was in fact him in the photo, but he lost a lot of weight. He, he looks Weren't good. people now, praising yeah. him? He looks better. Yeah, I, I, I thought I, I people think were, were complimenting uh, him. I, I think there was definitely a lot of compliments and a lot of praise and a lot of people that said he looked good, but he did get memed the fuck out of as well. Like there were definitely a lot of people that were very harsh on him uh like criticize his looks and stuff like that probably like the true rate me crowd basically got in on him uh so like i'm sure like maybe he went in and uh, maybe he went in with an ego thinking that he was only gonna get compliments and over the last like three or six months the insults were just much louder than the compliments so now he's put the mask back on basically he's deleted the video he's not doing any more face content and he's staying anonymous basically which is a bit weird. That is kind of weird. Like, I mean, it's the, the internet. You should have expected the shit. 
you should have expected this. And also, what's the point of like undoing it now? Like your face is out there still. You can't delete everything. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's. I don't fault fault him if he wants to be more private now. If he wants to yeah, no longer put that. any that more sense. face doxes out there, yeah, that's fair. Especially because he has like just such a weird fucking audience. The thing I he remember so about him social. was like. He has so many like young girls specifically that draw like art of him getting skinned and turned into a chair and weird <laughs> fucked up creepy shit Classic. like that. It's like, okay. That's weird. You guys I, I, don't know I that? Seen that? No, I haven't seen that. I have. I have. There's like fan art of him just getting gore raped. And it's like, okay, if I was Sim, I guess I would also hide my f- like face and friends and family from the internet and backtrack all of it. This is weird. So I don't fault him for that, but if it's just him getting a little butt hurt because people don't suck no, his dick right, hard let, enough. I think it's definitely the sucking his dick hard enough angle. Let me read his uh, video description to you. After face revealing and removing my mask, I regretted the attention and hate and am walking it back. I will slowly be deleting all pictures of me online and going back to just being a gamer in a mask. Starting with my Mr. Beast video and my face reveal video. Hi, I'm Dream. I will be walking it back. I will be getting rid of everything other than my new mask. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart to those that supported me, even though I am ugly. I appreciate you all more than you could ever know. And I will be... Wait, let me finish it. I appreciate you all. I appreciate you all more than you could ever know. And I will be working on my face while I'm masked again. Like, it's the biggest, like... It it feels like giant emotional manipulation. Like, please call me hot. Those same 12-year-old girls in the audience, please call me hot. Even though I'm ugly. Yeah, it's such a funny sentence. Working on your face while you're gone, what does that even mean? It's so weird. He's going to start mewing. Like chewing exercises. Oh, mewing, yeah, maybe. What's mewing? Is that where you just say mew? That's where you put a thing in your mouth to strengthen your jawline by like continually Uh, flexing your mouth muscles. But wait, wasn't he thing that he had too much of a defined jawline? He's going super jawline. No, super saiyan jaw. If people were memeing him as like the the uh the troll face, yes, thank you. Oh my god, I found the fan art. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I I'm sure he version in here. I'm sure uh the young man got a lot of hate. No no doubt about it. D- definitely with his level of like notoriety. The young and man, okay, grandpa. <laughs> uh I'm sure he got a lot of hate, but um like, I'm sure he got a lot of love as well and a lot of compliments and stuff. I don't understand why... This, this kind of thing is just going to make people lean into it even more, right, as well? A lot more yeah. hate's going to come now, probably. Now that you've exposed <laughs> a little bit of weakness from it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm looking at the whole fan art of Dream as a chair. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my god, god. So people sweet. are people are so unwell. What the fuck? <laughs> what do what do you guys what do you Americans think since you have different brains than us? You have American brains. What? Well, it's going to be the same perspective. <laughs> no, you'll you'll offer something new and insightful. You're always quiet on this internet drama stuff. I'm sick of it. Come on, give me something. I just think the dream ones is kind of silly and sad it's just weird like, I, I don't have anything special to say about it. it's like okay so this guy 
did his face reveal didn't go the way he wanted to now he d- regrets it and he's desperate so he's trying to delete all the evidence of it but it's not going to change anything but it's kind of comical as well right in a, it's very silly it is very silly no, no, no i agree it is super silly like the way he phrases it the way he draws attention to it again by making it another enormous moment yeah, the, you like, didn't read his post about it. In his post when he first did it, he also plugged his merch in the second line. He's like, all right, so I've decided to delete my face reveal. You can also go ahead and pre-order my upcoming drop or whatever, and then linked it, and then went into the rest from the description. Oh so yeah, it, it is all very goofy. So do, do you think that this is potentially like a PR move just to get a massive amount of attention and sympathy? I think it's probably a sympathy thing. Uh, I I don't think the face reveal went the way he wanted it to. And then I think there's like some legitimate resentment for the way people responded to it. So this is his tongue in cheek way of getting back at it would be my psychoanalyst guess. I don't know. Like tongue in cheek is in he's not actually upset. Uh, well, he's just trying to hide it with sarcasm. Like, did I'm assuming none of you watched the video. No, no, no. Okay, I did. It's all very obvious that he's trying to take the piss out of it himself you know that thing where it's like wear your biggest insecurity on your sleeve so people can't use it against you uh the eight mile method yeah that's kind of like the entire tone of the video so he has his friends come and be like you're so fucking ugly and your your views are down because of it because no one wants to look at your gross face that kind of thing oh okay that kind of it kind of changes it though a little bit it's not like so self uh, i don't know like self uh hate hatred yeah, I, I don't think it comes from that place, but I definitely do think there is a level of like actual resentment for how it played out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Alrighty, we can wrap there. My voice is going. Okay. Alrighty, thank okay. you everyone. Thanks for joining us yet again on this official podcast. Uh, Patreon.com slash the official podcast for bonus episodes as well as uh, a brand new series by Kai and myself named Potophiles, where we watch To Catch a Predator episodes live for you. Well, not really live. It's recorded for you, and it's a lot of fun. So go check it out at patreon.com slash the official podcast. Other than that, uh, let us know whose side you're on in the Harry Potter debate. Was Ron Weasley, one of the Weasleys, <laughs> death impactful? I don't fucking know, dude. Fuck. It is legitimately the easiest name in the, like, English language. It's just Fred. (laughs) It's so forgettable. It's such a forgettable name. I I would remember his name if it was, like, Balthazar or something, but not Fred. The irony, irony, Jackson, is I remember Fred better than half the other fucking characters in the series. I remember Hedwig. I forgot who Hedwig was. I thought it was a person until you guys mentioned the owl. Hey, actually, while we're on that, real quick, did Hagrid die at the end? No. No. So no, he didn't. Hagrid, I actually was kind of upset about, because at the very end, everything happens, and Hagrid is like, good job, Harry, and then he just walks away, never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really stupid. That's just kind of the whole fucking tone of the movie, though. <laughs> everything is so rushed. Yeah, it was rushed. I'll give it that. I still liked it. I feel like, Hed- uh, I feel like Hagrid should have died. No. Hagrid's too cool yeah. to die. But he, I, I would want him to die of like a heart attack after the fight or something. In real life, <laughs> Once yeah. Once the battlefield is cleared. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.